Wow. I just realized that that last episode was our 365th episode. I think, well, in season two, because there's been more than that. I did some more before I switched to this current format. The way I read the word, this this podcast has been through some different changes and iterations. And it will go through more changes and iterations. At some point, I hope to just hand this off to my kids and let them run with it and make it better and bigger and more amazing than than what it is now so uh once again disclaimer this background music is called three hours of soaking in his presence by william augusto it's your good friend aa ryan we're here and chewing the bible chew the bible but we're chewing it chewing it chewing it chewing it chewing it like a big old pack of big league chew bubble gum great flavor it's been so long since I've had Big League Chew. I saw it at the store the other day at Hy-Vee, and I was tempted to grab some, but I was like, eh, I don't really eat stuff. I try, I'm trying to preserve my teeth. Uh, I really wish the Lord would give us three sets of teeth, but he only gives us two. And so unless you miraculously have a third set grow in, I've heard stories of that, but yeah, I'm trying to preserve what I got. So I try to limit my sugar. So, 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 we are in First Chronicles chapter 28. Talking about David's instructions to Solomon. It's all to be good. Anytime David's name is mentioned, it's going to be good. And Solomon, all in the same chapter, yeah, it's going to be good. So David summoned all the officials of Israel to Jerusalem, the leaders of the tribes, the commanders of the army divisions, the other generals and captains, the overseers of the royal property and livestock, the palace officials, the mighty men, and all the other brave warriors in the kingdom. David rose to his feet and said, my brothers and my people. It was my desire to build a temple where the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, God's footstool, could rest permanently. I made the necessary preparations for building it, but God said to me, You must not build a temple to honor my name, for you are a warrior and have shed much blood. Yet the Lord, the God of Israel, has chosen me from among all my father's family to be king over Israel forever. For he has chosen the tribe of Judah to rule, and from among the families of Judah he chose my family, my father's family, and from among, wow, let me say that again. For he has chosen the tribe of Judah to rule, and from among the families of Judah he chose my father's family. I brought that up today earlier. Of all the people that Jesus, the Lord, would associate put his name on and one of the names that's yelled out in heaven is not just son of david but it's also lion of judah lion of judah and go back and read genesis 38 and see some of the craziness that judah was involved in things that he did this man wouldn't even probably be letting let inside most of our churches if people knew what he did yeah if there was a man right now where all of us knew the things that he judah did and let alone yeah we definitely wouldn't put them on our deacon boards or let them serve as elders and this is who jesus is associated with it blows my mind 
Let's keep going. And read that line one more time. For he has chosen the tribe of Judah to rule. And from among the families of Judah, he chose my father's family. And from among my father's sons, the Lord was pleased to make me king over all Israel. And from among my sons, for the Lord has given me many. He chose Solomon to succeed me on the throne of Israel and to rule over the Lord's kingdom. He said to me, your son Solomon will build my temple in its courtyards, for I have chosen him as my son and I will be his father. And if he continues to obey my commands and regulations as he does now, I will make his kingdom last forever. So now with God as our witness and in the sight of all Israel, the Lord's assembly, I give you this charge. Be careful to obey all the commands of the Lord your God so that you may continue to possess this good land and leave it to your children as a permanent inheritance. Lord, I'm going to pray that real quick. Lord, help us to keep all of your commands so that we will continue to possess this good land, this good um, blessings of obeying you that come with that, Lord. The undeserved blessings that come from what your son Jesus did on the cross. Help us to walk blameless before you, God, so that we can all experience that permanent inheritance that is laid up in heaven for us and also reigns down here on earth in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Verse 9, And Solomon, my son, learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately. I'll say that to you all. Dear listener, whoever's listening to this podcast, learn to know the God of your ancestors. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Learn him to know him intimately. Not just know of him, but know him intimately. To know him intimately. To be like a child is like mommy, 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 daddy, 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 daddy. And doesn't stop saying it until bam mommy daddy has your undivided attention i don't know why god be playing us like that sometimes sometimes it feels like that i'm like god you hear me crying out to you You hear me crying out to you You hear me crying out to you asking for the same stuff over and over again why aren't you answering why aren't you answering why aren't you answering and honestly my personal opinion my own reflection that i'm getting and envision is That's the way God, like, he's God. He's, it's not that he doesn't notice that we need something. It's just sometimes I think he, when you beg and you plead like a, like a child, one, it draws you closer to him and you're not just, and then after a while, the thing that you were asking for isn't as important as the presence that you have than enjoying the presence of our father or our mother sometimes we just want things from our parents and I, it hurts. Our, I know it hurts my heart when my kids just want something from me or they tell me about their Christmas list and I get more satisfaction when they actually want to spend time with me and desire their intimacy with me. They're not just asking things of me and they remove all like imagine if your child was like asking for something over and over and over again and they at the same time or, or there's been times I've been talking to my son on the phone and he's playing video games 
and I can tell I don't have his full undivided attention and it kind of hurts my heart. I, you know, I, it like it does like, hey, can you just put that down? Pause the game for like, you know, five, ten minutes and just talk to your dad. Talk to your pops. Tell me what's on your heart. When he when I get my son's undivided attention, it does something to my heart. Right. It fills me with joy. I feel I feel welcome, special and appreciated. As we used to say, oh, gee. I feel like he values me when somebody talks to me and not looking down at their phone. I have their undivided attention. That's what the Lord desires from us. And like I was going to say, yeah, eventually when you keep begging and begging and begging and begging for that one thing and let's say he gives it to you, then you realize he's the intimacy that was developed in the begging it's better than the thing you begged for. All right, verse 10. So take this seriously. The Lord has chosen you to build a temple as his sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. Verse 11. Then David gave Solomon the plans. Oh, I think I skipped a line there. Go back to verse nine. And Solomon, my son, learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately. Worship and serve him with your whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. If you seek him, you will find him. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. That's a hard word to hear and something that doesn't really make sense to me because the scriptures later on says he'll never leave you or forsake you. So take this. This is the old covenant. This is before Jesus came on the scene. So take this seriously. The Lord has chosen you to build a temple as his sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. When I think of the word worship. Worshiping is more than just what we see in church on Sundays, people raising their hand and singing songs. It's really, I'm sorry, I got a sneeze coming on. <coughs> oh, that was a good one. Ah, oh, excuse me. Sorry. But when I think of the word worship, right, I just think of like sitting in God's presence. A part of worship is being still. They came up in the prayer meeting this morning how David and I guess what's the guy? Somebody brought up um, Saint Saint Patrick. How they were shepherds, and there's something about being a shepherd. You're all alone out in the field with just your sheep tending the flock, and you can't really talk to the sheep. I mean, you could, but it gets kind of weird after a while. So you have to find somebody to talk to. And so there's this intimacy with the Lord that's developed because all you have is the Lord. That's it. And it's easy in this world of distractions and cell phones and TV and entertainment and constant people. We come at you with request after request after request. It's hard to get still before the Lord and get in his presence and just learn to discern his voice and listen for his voice and just even just even if you don't hear anything to say, Lord, I'm here. I'm going to enjoy this time with you. Thank you, Lord. And just begin to worship him and just thank him for all that he's done. Worship is more than just like 
there's corporate worship and there's also like worship even while you're working worshiping while you work and saying lord i'm dedicating this time to you you know i have this employer and i have to sweep these floors i have to sell these loans i have to sell this product whatever i have to drive this vehicle to carry people around but i sense your presence is with me all around me and i in this work i'm doing i i, I consecrated to you i give it to you as a form of worship and worship is a 24 7 lifestyle it's not just something you do on sundays for 30 minutes verse 11 then david gave solomon the plans for the temple and its surrounding its surroundings including the entry room the storerooms the upstairs rooms the inner room the inner sanctuary which was the place of atonement David also gave Solomon all the plans he had in mind for the courtyards of the Lord's temple, the outside rooms, the treasuries, and the rooms for the gifts dedicated to the Lord. The king also gave Solomon the instructions concerning the work of the various divisions of priests and Levites in the temple of the Lord. And he gave specifications for the items in the temple that were to be used for worship. David gave instructions regarding how much gold and silver should be used to make the items needed for service. He told Solomon the amount of gold needed for the gold lampstands and lamps and the amount of silver for the silver lampstands and lamps, depending on how much how each would be used. He designated the amount of gold for the table which the bread of the presence would be placed and the amount of silver for other tables. David also designated the amount of gold for the solid gold meat hooks used to handle the sacrificial meat and for the basins, pitchers, and dishes, as well as the amount of silver for every dish. He designated the amount of refined gold for the altar of incense. Finally, he gave him a plan for the Lord's chariot, the gold cherubim, whose wings were stretched out over the Ark of the Lord's Covenant. Every part of this plan, David told Solomon, was given to me in writing from the hands of the Lord. Can you imagine that you get these direct orders, direct instructions from the hand of the Lord? I wonder what that looked like. That had to be amazing. I'm sure the Lord had good handwriting. Hopefully he didn't write like a doctor. That would be hard to... Hard to follow. Then David continued, be strong. Did God write in cursive or did he write in manuscript? <laughs> did he write in symbols or yeah. Anyway, verse 20. And then David continued, be strong and courageous and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God. My God is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. He will see to it that all the work related to the temple of the Lord is finished correctly. The various divisions of priests and Levites will serve in the temple of the Lord. Others will, others with skills of every kind will volunteer. And the officials and the entire nation are at your command. Let me say that. I'm going to close it out in prayer. Be strong and courageous. Lord, help us to be strong and courageous. Help us to do the works, the mighty works that you have preordained, predestined for us to do before we were even in our mother's wombs. Those things that you've called us to do before we even entered this earth, God. Help us to not be afraid or discouraged. For you, Lord, our God, our God, are with us. You will never fail us 
or forsake us. You will see to it that all the work that we have been called to do will be finished correctly. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray for those that don't know you, that they will learn about you. They will seek you with all their heart, that there will be an intimacy developed in their heart, the intimacy they desired in so many things, whether it's in a job or in a spouse, in a house, all the validation and intimacy and the, the, the things that they're yearning for the, in the dark places of their heart, the empty spaces of their heart will be filled by you, God, and they would sense that intimacy to just be known, to feel special, to be feel validated. There'll be a peace, a rest in their heart from this day forward. And they would say, Jesus, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the King of Peace, they'll ask you into their heart and they will never be the same from this day forward. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. All right, y'all, I'm gonna keep rolling. We're almost done.